man today in the 20th century is able to gaze celestial secrets and is aiming to decipher them and is able to go to the ocean bed and extract pearls. Is able to tame the wild beasts. He flies like a bird. He now makes computers, which can think and work better than him. He has been making robots, which can function more efficiently than him. He has revolutionized radio, television, telecommunication, and nuclear power. He very keenly observes the visible and invisible matter and able to control many men. Men is the master of the universe. However, a man who has been able to clone and produce the replicas of God's creation unfortunately never turns his search inward which is regrettable. Many have been trying to find the root cause of all this. Many false teachers, self-proclaimed incarnated are taking the gullible for a ride. This is because a man lacks self-knowledge, which alone makes him understand the universe. When we look at nature, which surrounds us we find it, that it was, is, and will be and is inexorable. The only man seems to poke his nose into the scheme, which is preordained. How did the man get this capacity and this curiosity? In his quest to unravel the mysteries of nature, sad man is becoming the victim. This tragedy shall not befall today's man if he cares to introspect. Who am I? We look at the looking glass and feel conceited or depressed. The ego in every man makes him conceited. Some feel sad about their structure and color. Some fed they are aging too early. Our tongue speaks the truth in spite of us. We use the first person singular I then the question comes, who is this I? You can talk about your house, your wife, your children, your clothes, your watch but if the body is you then who is I? A little thought would reveal that you are different from your physical body. A fact recorded in the Bible. Let us see in the Bible in the book of Romans chapter 7 verse 18 to 24 I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I am good but my body is not and I need freedom as it is written in the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 22 to 24, and even in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1, and in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14 God revealed the truth with these above. So the body is not yours. You are a great force and because of which you walk, you play, you sing and you think. What is this power? think about it. However, thinking will not enlighten, and let's take recourse to the Bible and the Word of God. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of John chapter 6 verse 63 the Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and their life. It is the soul, which drives the body, the soul alone manifests and makes the physical body do wonders and a soulless body does nothing. The analogy is that of a man in power and out of power. While corporeal you are needed by your wife, children, your heirs, your kith and kin, friends, your God, and even Satan. Once dead, even before twenty-four hours, the body stinks. All the names that we have are the names of this soul and not the body. Death is nothing but the migration of the soul. Our bodies would be interred. Let us study in the Bible in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 24 The sins of some men are obvious, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them, the sins of others trail behind them. 
as it is written in the Bible in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 20 However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Revelation chapter 20 verse 15 If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. The Secret of Man's Birth Let us look and read in the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 26 to 27 From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. 27 God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 7 verse 10 Because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. God has revealed a great secret through the words contained in the epistle to Hebrews. God gave an injunction to Israelites. The injunction demands that other clans shall give the children of Levi the tenth share. But however, Israelites who mumbled for everything were reluctant to give a tenth of the share for which Levi answered that he also parted with the tenth share. This happened during the time of Abraham. Levi was still not there. Isaac is the son of Abraham, Jacob was the son of Isaac, and Levi was the son of Jacob, which means that he was the great grandson of Abraham. Though he was still in conception whatever was given by his grandfather meant the same as he gave it. We have to think carefully here and go back to the Genesis. Our first parents are Adam and Eve. Eve was born out of Adam and Adam was the son of God. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Luke chapter 3 verse 38, How did God beget Adam? Look and read in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Genesis tells us that Jehovah made the figure of a man and blew life force through the nostrils and then Adam was born. It proves that the body was given life by the soul. Who is this soul? God's soul entered man through the nostrils because those who worship God should worship through soul and truth. Read the words of God written in the Bible in the book of John chapter 4 verse 24 God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth as said by Jesus. Take an instance. I have a son who is seven years old and where was he eight years ago? If we think well my son, daughter were parts of me. Where was Adam? Was he near God? Was he in a corner of God? I believe he was a part of God. Those who want to refute should think well. The grandson is the legal heir to the grandfather, which is given in the Bible. How are we the heirs to God? The creation was there even before us and man entered the scene. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 27 man has been made the epitome and read the words of God written in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 2 verse 6 to 8 but there is a place where someone has testified, what is the man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him. 
you made him a little lower than the angels, you crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 8 verse 3 to 8 When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is the man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands, you put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Let us see the words which is written in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 30 Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food. And it was so. Man is the paragon of all creation. Does it mean he is above the creation? Is man God? Yes. Man is God because God made man in his own image. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 30 Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Since the soul is God and if we see in the Bible in the book of John chapter 4 verse 24 man is the soul. And since he is the son of God he takes the divine attributes. Just as man begets another man, a dog begets a dog, a prince is born to a king, is not a man who is the son of God, himself not God. We know that children are the form of Godhead don't be surprised that I am teaching something strange. Let us look at the words of God in the book of Psalms chapter 82 verse 1 and 6 God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods, I said, you are gods, you are all sons of the Most Highest. God said unto the Israelites that they were his children. We know that all human beings descended from Adam who in turn was the creation of God. When we read Bible in the book of Job chapter 27 verse 2 as surely as God lives, who has denied me justice, the Almighty, who has made me taste the bitterness of soul because already it had been written in the book of Job chapter 33 verse 4 the Spirit of God has made me, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Bible tells us that the soul dwells in the nostrils. As we can read in the book of Job chapter 38 verse 1 to 21 God questioned Job as where he dwelt before creation. You knew all this. 
You were born. You were ancient. You are a part of me and all human beings are the sons of God. And hence many people claim to be gods themselves. However when we carefully read the entire Bible or think practically man is God, but man alone is not God, he is only a part. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 16 verse 5 Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup, you have made my lot secure. Again look unto the book of Psalms chapter 119 verse 57 You are my portion, O Lord, I have promised to obey your words. Because it is written in the Bible in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 verse 24 I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Men is only a part of the great power and image we are there. God is the written in the Bible in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 6 1 God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And the two are separate. God is the God of gods. The Bible tells us that God made Moses as God who was a man as God has made it written in the Bible in the book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 16 He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. Let us read in the book of Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Today many people claim that God resides in them. If we examine, our soul by descending into the world lost its Godhead then God sent his dear son and gave us the New Testament. The New Testament tells us that not all men are gods but those who follow the word of God are gods. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of John chapter 10 verse 34 to 35 Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Such pure souls are made into gods and are granted eternal life. From where did the man get his body? Man needs sustenance for growth. Everything he eats comes from the earth. He needs water, he needs air, he needs space and he needs the heat. Man's life is impossible without five elements, which is incontrovertible. We find a close kinship between man and creation. Creation is possible because of five elements. Let us look at the constituents of the body. Number 1. The bones, nerves, flesh are made of matter, which goes back to earth. Number 2. The blood that flows in our nerves is largely made up of water. Number 3. The air that we breathe in and breathe out. Number 4. The human body needs heat, combustion takes place and hence we need heat. Number 5. We have a vacuum in our stomach. This is the kinship of man with the earth and hence God rightly said that he made a man out of the earth and 80% of the human body is water. He blew air into the figure. And the figure became man. As God made it written in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 the human body gets attracted to the creation for this reason and struggles for its sustenance. The Bible says that creation was possible because of the word of God. Read the words of God written in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
as it is written in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 11 verse 3 by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Let us read in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 148 verse 5 let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. This means that word came from the sound. The sound gave energy. Energy became matter. Today science also says that creation started with a big bang. The man knows today that if an atom is split energy gets produced. Let us look at why God took the trouble of creating man, why he gave the body and why he created everything. The root of man's birth. Men may come and men may go as long as time goes on. When you question them you get different answers. Some feel that men are born because of the will of God while some attribute it to evolution but very few will be able to answer why they are sent into the world and hence all the troubles. Since God knew that we couldn't fathom the answer he answered it in his own words. Many believe that the Bible is a religious book or a book written by very intelligent men. But few know that it contains knowledge beyond the ken of man. Great knowledge is in the Bible. Bible says this. Let us peep unto the Bible in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 to 6 For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Even before creation, a thought sprang in the mind of God. Creation should be there it should be peopled and they should seek him through his firstborn, Christ. Let us think. Is birth within our control? It seems to be not so. Some are fatalists while some are egocentric. The heart of the matter is that my son, my wife, my daughter, my parents are all the children of God. They are all playing their roles. Children are the gift of God. Parents are only the seeds but life is the gift of God. Look and read in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 127 verse 1 to 3. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him as it is written in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 37 to 39 when you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. All flesh is not the same, men have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another and fish another. Conjugal felicity leads to conception but the rest is the will of God. God is the greatest builder. He is such a great builder that every building is a class by itself which means each human being is special. No two human beings have the same fingerprints. We only give flesh and blood, but God gives life. God wants us to live a pure life like his son Jesus and through him shall reach heavenly father. We are the instruments of God. We are the tools in his hands and that is the secret behind our birth. Many defile the body. 
When we know the purpose of our birth we will not be subject to transient emotion, silly and stupid desires. Let's take a close look at reality. When we look at a mango tree during flowering season the tree would be full of buds and we doubt whether it has any leaves, do all the flowers become seeds? And a very few seeds become mangoes and few mangoes become ripe. And similarly, very few spermatozoa unite with fertile egg and turns into a fetus. The conception of delivery is marked with many hazards. Most often it might be a stillbirth. Even if born we have to face the teething troubles which sometimes results in fatal. Let us realize we are on the earth to fulfill his mission. Read in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 10 verse 5 to 7 Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me, with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am it is written about me in the scroll I have come to do your will, O God. Jesus tells us that he came unto the world not to live, as he wanted but to carry out the command of God according to Old Testament scriptures and prophesies. Not only did he say this but also he fulfilled the mission. As it is written in the Bible in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him, nothing was made that has been made. Let us look into the Bible in the book of John chapter 17 verse 4 to 5 I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Jesus lived a purposeful life. Does he only have a mission? Don't we? Let us think. Read the Bible in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our mission is a forerunner to our birth. And as it is written in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 to 6 For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. This shows that we too have a mission that is the mission of living a pure life, doing good deeds. But good is a relative term. By good, we mean acts sanctioned by the knowledge of God and truth. As it is written in the Bible in the book of chapter John 17 verse 17 Sanctify them by the truth, your word is truth. Hence Jesus said that he was the truth. Let us remember that we are sent into the world to carry out his bidding. The same is contained elsewhere also. Everything happens according to his will. Here the doctrine of primogeniture operates. Read in the Bible in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28 to 29 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. As God is seen and unseen and as he protects us, so shall we control and coordinate our bodies, our thoughts, and our actions and every minute of our waking time trying to live as similar as possible to the life of Jesus. 
Does the body, the creation of the Almighty die? Let us take a look. Does man die? Death is the most dangerous specter. Death scares everyone. Nobody wants to die. We pray for longevity. But death is so certain since it snatches people. Great calamities like earthquakes or ravages of nature make us pause for a few days and believe in God. But for how long does this go on? Only for a few days. But we revert back to our old life. I went recently to pray for a brother who was being taken to an operation theater for a strange malady. He said that his life or death depends on God's grace. However he survived thanks to his desire to live, everyone wants to live and my friend confessed to it death is only a gate to heaven as the Bible says. This is a living book. Only one man willingly laid his life for others. He died so that we might live and he had the power to come back. This man was Jesus followed by Stephen, apostles, and Paul who embraced death with a smile. Why were they not afraid to die? Let us look at the Bible and then we know the real meaning of death. What is death? We knew in the beginning that man means soul and soul is the form of God. If a man has death God also should have died. Men is the same as that of God who neither has a beginning nor an end. Let us read in the Bible in the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 14 God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Isaiah chapter 41 verse 4 who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last, I am he. And similarly, the man also has neither a beginning nor an end normally when children marry against their wishes the parents disown them and wish that they were better dead. Out of sight is out of mind, which means a long separation is also death, and let us see whether the Bible has any reference to it. And if we peep unto the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 to 23 for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two, I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Already it has written in the Bible in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 to 15 I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. Basing on the two quotations above the living was the physical body or going out of the body is death. A body without a soul is dead. As Paul says when one lives in Christ that man has no death, as it is written in the Bible in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7 dust unto dust, the soul goes back to God. Why does God kill men after taking a lot of trouble to make them? Is God killing men? Is killing the right word? When our close relatives die we blame God that he has done us injustice. Just as a parent spends anxious hours, paces up and down, and do our best to bring home the unwilling child since the children are the apple of our eyes. We caution them when they go on a trip. People are deported when they legally immigrate. 
similarly is the case with us because our original home is heaven and this world is only a temporary beautiful inn. God cannot bear our separation and hence he calls us back. When we read in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 90 verse 3 you turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men. Isn't God justified in calling us back? By now we can understand why death is a blessing in disguise. The Bible talks of second death also and let's take a look at it. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 9 verse 27 just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face judgment. As it is written in the Bible in the book of John chapter 5 verse 24 I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned, he has crossed over from death to life. The death spoken of here is a different death. Eternal life is the second life. Second death follows the first death. Let us read in the Bible in the book of Revelation chapter 20 verse 4 I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Let us study in the Bible in the book of Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. The reunion of the soul with God is eternal life. However the soul to be far away from God and suffer daily is the second death. Soul has no death. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verse 46 then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Because already it has written in the Bible in the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 48 where their worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. Let us take a look at eternal life before we conclude. Eternal Body Resurrection When a man thinks of death he becomes desperate. Some are not bothered while some doubt and some questions. However, such a man who has seen heaven and hell lived amongst us, namely Jesus. Do we need evidence that Christ lived amongst us? Today we find many unbelievers swearing by his name. They attribute their material success to Jesus. Even time is reckoned by him namely BC and AD this means he accepts the fact that Jesus lived 2002 years ago. His life is of great knowledge. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Mark chapter 8 verse 35 For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 10 verse 39 Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Because already it has written in the Bible in the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 24 For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. He lived and died and accomplished the mission of God and could resurrect himself. He promises us resurrection if we follow the word of God. Many equate soul with life. This is not correct according to the Bible. 
Let us study in the Bible in the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 10 to 14. Any Israelite or any alien living among them who eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats blood and will cut him off from his people. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar, it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat blood, nor may an alien living among you eat blood. Any Israelite or any alien living among you who hunts any animal or bird that may be eaten must drain out the blood and cover it with earth because the life of every creature is its blood. That is why I have said to the Israelites, you must not eat the blood of any creature, because the life of every creature is its blood, anyone who eats it must be cut off. Blood is the basis for life, blood is found in the body. If we shed blood for Christ we shall get it back. Shedding blood doesn't mean shedding physical blood but staining every minute to carry out his bid we should do this unquestioningly. But how can a dead body be resurrected? This was a question, which was asked by the inhabitants of Corinth in Europe 1900 years ago. As it is written in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 35 to 49 but someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? God answers that whatever dies has to be reborn. But whatever goes down into earth comes out in a different shape. A great banyan seed becomes a giant tree and the tree is in the seed and seed in the tree. Let us take a look at the caterpillar. It crawls very slowly, ugly to look at but hibernates and metamorphoses into a beautiful butterfly. This is an established truth. Can anybody deny these? When does an ordinary human body metamorphose? Jesus rose from the grave on the third day but we need some more time and God has given us a chance. When we read in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20 to 26 but each in his own turn, Christ, the first fruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him, when we read in the Bible in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 to 17, our body shall be preserved without decomposition till his second coming like a fridge preserves, perishables, it is made of mud, even the electricity comes from the mud. Earth is the best place and hence God preserves them on earth. The physical body becomes a spiritual body with his second coming. He incarnated himself amongst his disciples who were sitting in a room. John chapter 20 verse 17 to 20 Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw Lord. Read the words of God which are written in the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 12 Afterward Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Acts 1 verse 9 to 11 after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, 
and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Because already it has written in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 42 to 53 so will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable, it is raised imperishable, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth, and as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. If we want eternal body we have to justify your life. The body will remain permanent. Some do not like their body either because of color or physically handicapped. These handicaps apply only to the physical body and not to the soul. And also it is written in Bible in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Read the words of God which are written in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 to 21 but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Lord promises that our bodies shall be beautified. We need a suit of clothes to live on earth and still another to live on the moon and the third one for eternal life. Every birth has a cause. The worms, aquatic animals, flowers are all created for man, and man is needed by God. Do not curse any human being love thy neighbor as thyself. Let us pledge to live a fruitful life and become eternal. Let us not be slaves but let us live like maters. Let us not fight for small areas of land, but let us protect the whole beautiful earth. When we read in the Bible in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 7 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.
In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed.